Welcome to the Televerse, streaming in place. The Legend of Korra. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Streaming in Place. Today, we are talking about The Legend of Korra, book three, Change, and doing our season wrap-up, or book wrap-up, season, season wrap-up. Um, so... Uh, there's a lot I think to talk about this season. Certainly, I feel like we've been on a whole journey with Cora, going from you know book one to two to three. Uh, I'm excited for what's next, uh, Allison. So you have some time to think about it. Book four is called Balance. So ponder that. I have a confession to make. Did you okay. watch the first episode? I did last night. <laughs> so um, so I won't be able. Great. Let's talk about it. Let's go. Let's just- <laughs> dive in well just i've already watched the first like three or four episodes before um i mean i think it's a i think that's a testament to the strength of that finale um but also i have a busy work night tonight so i just wanted to watch at least one so that i Mm -hmm. anyway um but yeah i will not make any guesses i look forward to one oh Mm -hmm. i want to know predictions for episode one then well we could do we can do well actually we shouldn't even do predictions for episode two because there's extra like you have extra knowledge. So we'll just yeah. talk around it vaguely. It'll be fun. Uh, Marcus can do some predictions. Looking yeah, I want to. predictions from Marcus. That's great. <laughs> so we're going to do our standard, like, favorite character, favorite animal, favorite moments, highlights, lowlights, all of that good stuff. Uh, Allison, let's, as you are the, the new viewer, let's kick it off with you. What did you think about, how did you feel about book three? You know, I'm having a... a- a hard time. And some of this, I think is just 2020 brain, Mm -hmm. but, um, but I think some of it is that there was so much that happened that I was sitting down to think about what my favorite episodes from season three were. And I could only really remember the finale. And I don't think that that's because the rest of the season was unmemorable, quite the contrary. I think there were just a lot happened and there were a lot of highlights. And so I just kind of went on this high roundabout oh say the time that all of a sudden there was permanent spirit world in republic city and core got kicked out of republic city which was the premiere <laughs> and then stayed there throughout um i'm have struggling to remember low lights and i mean that in terms of quality not oh buddy um in terms of quality and not anything else because obviously the real low light is the implication that the earth queen ate bosco um <laughs> like that's the obvious low light just horrifying. Um, but there were so many good things, great new characters, some really excellent battles, some good character development, some funny jokes, so much stuff for our dear Bolin, um, undercover Bolin. I mean, need I say more, Mm -hmm. um, some upsetting violence, a really satisfying villain, uh, Jinora being a badass, the list goes on. So, um, so I, I feel very positively about season three book three sorry and my um my struggles with it are all sort of based in my inability to comprehend how much happened to season as compared to season two <laughs> yeah no it really is a sharp contrast when you go okay so all of the stuff with the uh, air nation and the, the air nomads returning or just air bending returning is this season that that really helps me like keep it clear in my mind because mm-hmm. a lot happened this season and it's easy to feel like the season has been so defined by the villains because they were very strong and very memorable and very potent like just 
yeah, they, yeah. they're scary. Um, so, so it's easy to let that define it. But for me, the more I think of, of, about it, yes, they are strong counterpoints. Yes, there's some really amazing battle sequences and everything. But this, you know, while there was some really good, uh, like Tenzin stuff with his family last season, there was some interesting stuff going on. Not nearly enough, certainly with Cora and her family. But there was some, there was some good stuff that was bu- building to this. This season is just so much about the the establishment of the air nomads again the return of airbending and what that means for everyone um and certainly what it means for cora where she's at what is what is the job and what is the role of the avatar um seeing as she found herself struggling against people who think she shouldn't exist so that's fun um i think maybe part of the reason that i like this season so much is that it's the most cora like season and i mean that in terms of the character and that the way it approaches all of these developments is like i'm the avatar deal with it only it's there are new airbenders deal with it the spirit world is here to stay deal with it secret prisons deal with it old zuko deal with it and just like I'm the avatar, deal with it over and over and over again. Just being really um, straightforward is not the right word, but matter of fact, I guess, with the things that are happening. Like, this is this is how we live now. Enjoy it. This is the new reality. Um, and, and I think that that is pretty great and very appropriate for the story that they're, t- it wouldn't have been appropriate for ATLA, but very appropriate for the story that they're telling. Noel, how is this season revisiting it? Um, no, I think you're. I think you're both right. I think that the whole process of this season is really kind of striking, and that it finds a really good level really quickly, and then just kind of stays there. Um, and I think that's a great thing for consistency's sake. It doesn't feel like there's a lot of filler, even though for my taste, it takes way too long for us to know what Zaheer and the Red Lotus want. Um, I think it's like the major structural problem of the season is that it just takes too long to get there. Um, even while they do a good job of sort of establishing the things that Zaheer is going to talk about uh, when they do that um, little riff on um, Buddhism with uh, him under a tree, teaching, trying to pass on an idea of enlightenment of some kind to um, Korra. Whilst um, monologuing. <laughs> whilst monologuing and delaying, um, which is just delightful. Um, so I think that that all works really well. And I think a lot of it does work because Zaheer and the rest of the Red Lotus are really striking and that the show doesn't make it easy to like dismiss him, even though he's very much an ends justify the means kind of fictional anarchist, which are never my favorite kind of fictional anarchists. But you, when you meet the earth queen, when you deal with Raiko, um, and then you also meet Sue as well, Sue Lin, to a certain extent as well, of where this idea of propping up a world order exists and how does the Avatar figure into that? And the Avatar figures in, especially Korra, as someone who generally defers to authority figures before she realizes they're trying to manipulate her. <laughs> um, and it's easy to see why the Red Lotus would look at the Avatar and go, that's that's our primary pro- that's our one of our primary problems right there is that the avatar helps to maintain the status quo um that this weird idea of balance that benefits these people and doesn't benefit the rest of us um and i think that that's a really complicated thorny idea that the show presents but then doesn't really firmly engage with because then we just have to do super villain stuff um 
thankfully we kind of get it we kind of get that again in book four but with a little more nuance um so i think that it ends up being a really strong season overall and i really do think so here's a great villain for this idea of how do we define the avatar which has been the thing for all of Korra and continues to be um but that the overall arc of the season is really strong really exciting and also just Lynn and Tenzin are just the best like they're mm-hmm. just low-key the best um they're just so great I love them both so much they're such good boys I feel like it's really impressive the way that that you all managed to not spoil for me that eventually Bolin was amazing because I really, I feel like you kept that really close to the vest. Um, Cause I just, I just was like, Oh, you know, I feel like I'm going to be in the minority, but I think this Bolin guy's okay. He's really growing on me. Wow. Bolin is really growing on me. And now I would die for him. I would like <laughs> would donate an organ. Like, I just love him so much. Well, and I think this is a great time to transition to a little listener feedback. Vince says, you have no idea what a relief it was to get to the Tenzin and Zaheer fight with Tenzin actually getting the upper hand, uh, at least for a while. Zaheer goes through bending masters like they are freshmen. It doesn't make any sense, in my opinion. Even if he's a prodigy, most people need years to learn that stuff. It's really bugging me. Same with Tenzin being such a bad observer, pushing his students over the edge. I mean, I've had enough teachers, like, that that tracks for me but fair enough Vince really he's voiced by J.K. Simmons I don't know what you expected (laughs) whiplash uh Vince says Asami is still chronically underused and I hate Bolin can't even exactly tell you why to be honest Mako seems to be the only sane person in this group apart from Lin uh I will finish the season and unless something mind-blowing happens I will probably tune out and yes I know I said that several times before shrug emoji but the show is so much worse than avatar it's not even funny even the first season wasn't as good in my opinion and you know vince you're entitled to your opinion you are more than welcome to have your opinion i just think you're wrong but that's okay <laughs> like like because mako is the same one in this i mean yeah he's fine but he just he gets after a little more promising characterization at the start of the season he gets like nothing to do but just be like straight laced cop guy uh, of the group. And I'm hoping we get more with him in season four in book four, because book three really was all about Bolin and also a lot more Asami, which I really have enjoyed uh, and splitting them up so that they can each have more agency and more things to do instead of staying as a group and then trying to figure out stuff and mostly just sidelining the characters. Uh, But yeah, if you don't like Bolin, this must've been a rough season for you. I, I want to briefly, and I can't believe I'm doing this, but I want to briefly stand up for Mako for just a second. Just briefly. And it's the smallest stand-up. Is it, is it because of his arms? He's got great arms. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Tom Welling fallacy. Um, no, it is not because of his arms. Because the one thing that they do a good job of in this season is they make Mako a really good brother. Like, he just is a really good brother. And... Uh, and I think that that is important too. Um, and I think maybe that's a good reminder for me because I also think Maka, what a snooze, but knowing that, um, that when Bolin started to have these good things happen to him, his reaction was like, you are great. You can do anything you set your mind to. Let's go further. You're a metal bender, baby. Like it just is very, 
it's very endearing and most stories I think would go the opposite direction and make Mako kind of envious or um, threatened in some way. And instead he's just like Mr. Supportive Brother, which I liked a lot. Even just like with Opal being like, hey, she seems nice. Yeah, but I mean like, dude, just don't be weird. Go talk to her. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. And before I forget, Vince, uh, send me your address through like a Twitter DM or something so I can send you a like a little book plate for your book. I saw on the internet that you bought it. So thank you. Do that. <laughs> yes, everyone. Uh, you should you should purchase Allison's fabulous book. How TV can make you smarter. Hey, do you have a copy? Hey, Kate has a copy now. We knew this a while ago. Like, do you not remember when I first got this? Don't remember. It's, okay. It was like months ago when you got that. 2020 brain. Okay. It's <laughs> all good. It's all good. But hey, it's still shiny and pretty. And yeah, if you're Vince in need of a book plate. Um, anyways, uh, Marcus says, uh, Belen is Korosaka. He still has improved. Mako still has improved a lot. First two seasons, Mako was actively bad. Yeah, this is definitely progress. I like where they seem to have gotten at the end of the season with Korra and Mako at being cool and, you know, everything's good. The, the little dig from his, uh, grandma about, hey, why are you dating somebody like these two? It's like, oh, he already screwed that up. Sorry. Sorry, grandma. <laughs> the, the, those ships have sailed twice in the one case uh noel did you have any other uh moments or characters that stood out to you we haven't done our favorite character of the season or our favorite episodes yet yeah um i mean like favorite characters still still tenzin like i just love tenzin so much mm-hmm. um it's hard for me not to like tenzin um but bolin is also just like right up there for me um in terms of characters um but i also think that core is also really good this season um, as she tries to like pound her way through this particular issue, but also this, yeah, no, I'm just going to fight him type of confrontation. And that because there aren't really many authority figures around this season to like really rein her in, because she's not going to listen to Lynn and Sulin's just going to enable her, um, that Su-Yen. she's allowed, Suyin, yeah, is allowed to just kind of be Cora. And I really like that. Let Cora be Cora um, sort of deal. Someone wrote it on a napkin and then framed it. So I think that that works. Yep, listeners, um, I just made Allison very happy with that uh, West Wing reference. It was, it was <laughs> just for me. I'm not the only West Wing fan on this call, although Kate's yeah. relationship is obviously more complicated, but it was really special. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's just a would be the song from the West Wing musical that would win a Tony by. <laughs> um, so no, I think that those all uh, work like as characters. So I think the three of them are probably my favorite. Um, as for her episodes, um, it's like, I really like the Earth Queen. The Earth Queen episode, I think is really, really strong. And then it's basically just a mad dash to the end of like really strong episodes. So Stakeout and um, whatchamacallit, uh, Stakeout, Long Live the Queen, and then the two-part finale, Enter the Void and uh, Poison, Venom of the Red Lotus, I think are just all really great episodes um, that, yeah, they're just stunning. I think they're really, really great. Mm. um Allison any final thoughts here before I throw it over to to Marcus oh and baby sky bison I didn't actually do my thing so my favorite character for the season is is Bolin my favorite uh animal is the baby uh the baby sky bison I um I'm oh my god no I'll do it again do it again yay (laughs) 
<laughs> Listeners, uh, Noel was miming and doing a little bit of the sound of the bison. I don't even know what that over. is, but yeah, well, it's rolling the bison over, rolling over and trying because they can't fly yet because they're too little. It's mean, so sweet. Um, you know, I'll even be more specific. I'm gonna go with Lefty, um, <laughs> the like saves the day baby bison. So that's the uh, my favorite episode is is maybe the stakeout. Um, episode. It's really good, but there are a lot of gems. Uh, and is there another one that I'm supposed to do? Well, I, th- I feel like this is good. Episode, no. good. Okay, those yeah. are my picks. And then let's see, let's hear from Marcus. Yeah, Marcus. So, uh, what are your thoughts on the season as a first time viewer? How is how has book three treated you? Or the first half of season two, in your case? <laughs> yeah. Yes, the first half of season two, um, but still called book three. Uh, change. Very strange. <laughs> it was by far the best season of the show, where it just had great pacing and no like weak episodes, which really hindered like last season. So I felt feel like my hope at the end of last season was kind of kind of happened, where I just wanted the good stuff that they had, but not the weak stuff, and I think they did that here. It's kind of funny considering like this is when it seems like the production and Nickelodeon stuff kind of went awry and it was when it was at its best, which makes it even more confounding. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But yeah, this is a really good season. And in some ways I could almost, I would put it up possibly higher up than some of the avatar seasons just because it was like shorter and tighter storytelling so a different kind of storytelling but definitely very very good yeah it was like there's kind of three chunks to the season it's like set up and then all the stuff with suyin and then push to the end and so that makes especially when you're like when you're watching multiple episodes it really goes by quickly uh noel said something about how the it took too long to find out uh what the villains wanted i would argue against that i said you find out pretty early what they want it's just why they want it yeah sure which is fine because it did in my opinion just i didn't mind like not knowing right away because i i always figured that we'd figure it out i do kind of wish that we got like i had thought that maybe they they were the ones that killed ang and it seemed like they confirmed that Toph was still alive. So I was hoping she might have popped up. So those are like only like my disappointments is I just wanted to see a little bit more of some of that historical stuff. No love for Zuko. I'm just giving you a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was never my favorite to begin with. And he, he just kind of left and he's just such a small part of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, though I do find it interesting, I guess, he left to protect his daughter, but the red lo- they knew where the Red Lotus was, unless I guess there's other members that would be dangerous. But obviously it seemed like those ones were the only ones who were really dangerous at that point. But. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I think they're, they imply there are members of the Red Lotus, just, you know, like Ai Wei, just hanging out, um, you know, ready to pop up as soon as it, is convenient to the plot um, and or, you know, makes sense. Uh, but yeah, the 
Zuko, after, you know, that's a big card to play. And then it feels like he doesn't do as much as you want him to. He's not as, uh, like, when, when Iroh shows up, it's huge, right? It, it's it's yeah. very emotional. It has, it's a really big payoff. When Zuko shows up, it's like, oh, oh, cool. Hi. Are you going to? And he, and he even has a dragon. And it's yeah. like, there was so much potential there to do something awesome with that. But it didn't happen. So. Yeah. Well, we'll have to see if if he returns in book four when we start in on that for tomorrow. Uh, do you have a favorite episode? Do you have a favorite animal? Do you have a favorite uh, moment or anything else? Um, yeah, I I think my favorite episode might be Enter the Void. So I liked the confrontations there and like kind of the like double crossing, triple crossing of on the deal there, and it had some of the best action sequences of the show um well best animal has to be the baby sky bison that's mm. one other disappointing thing was there just weren't that many like new things mm-hmm. or and even like naga is kind of sidelined quite a bit which is disappointing but the baby sky bison are pretty awesome <laughs> did you say your favorite character of the season you said tenzin right i'd said i haven't said that for this season so he's still really good. I also really liked that they give Lynn something to do and actual like character development because she was really awesome in the first season, but she was kind of, she she was like static character growth. She was just awesome. Mm-hmm. Then season two, she didn't she regressed in that as the problem with a lot of the season, a lot of characters were being very smart. So I like that she uh, got much more to do this season and she developed like with um with the relationship with her sister and stuff and so i I was really happy to see that yeah i would say for me uh i I still think i prefer the avatar seasons to this one but this one so far the strongest uh chorus season i think even if maybe the the season one has more potent like themes and stuff and imagery. Uh, but the fight scenes that we get at the end of this season, I think are the best in the show so far. Like give me that, uh, that Zaheer and Korra avatar <laughs> zone, like avatar state bluey eyed mode, Korra fight scene over the series finale fight uh, for avatar any day. Uh, so, so, so impactful, so emotional and yet, feels it feels weighty as like as they're flying around you know or or rocket feeding around um it still feels like it is more centered and focused than the the very you know biggest and most uh explosive fights we got on on avatar so it it's been fun to watch in this season that aspect of avatar continue to grow up and develop and feel of a piece but but new yeah, I agree. Definitely that last fight really reminded me a lot of the Aang-Ozai fight from the finale. And I think that it just was executed a lot better. Like, even down to, like, maybe one of I don't think they were in the same place, because there's, like, the stone pillars, even, that <laughs> looked a lot the same. But I think, like, the Ozai fight was down in the south, wasn't it? Yeah, they're not in the same location, but it, there's a similar feel to it because they want to make sure they have all the elements available for yeah. Korra to work with. So the with the mountains yeah. and stuff, yeah. Yeah, it definitely was a 
better fight sequence because one of the things is it also felt a lot more dangerous for Korra. Like the yeah. finale fight just seemed like a one way, just like, okay, Aang's going to win. It's just going to be some spectacle before that happens. But it's very obvious, very one-sided, where this one was a lot less so. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Which is really helped good. by the fact that they just kind of kept killing people <laughs> this season. <laughs> yeah. You don't know what they're going to do at this point. Um, yeah. 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 We're going to blow up this lady's head. <laughs> do you have any uh, predictions on book four, Balance? And I'll tell you, the first two episode titles uh, are After All These Years. And Allison, do you know the second episode title? Okay, so the second episode title is Cora Alone. As listeners may recall, that is a shout out callback to Zuko alone. So, Marcus, predictions, hopes for, for book four. Well, I said it in the chat after the recording yesterday, time jump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, I just want to see, I think more animated shows with children should do time jumps just so you can see characters age a bit. Mm-hmm. So, I would like to see that. And then I, in general, I'd just like to see the things I've been waiting the whole series for, which is more info about how Aang died. See if we can mm-hmm. see Toph kind of thing. Okay. So. All right. Cool. Well, Allison, any thoughts? Any spoiler? Because Allison, you've seen the first episode. Any spoiler-free thoughts on the title Korra alone? Um, well, I mean, I assume that Korra will spend at least part of the episode talking to a frog of some kind. Um, hey, about her core here. Core here. <laughs> um, no, I'm just really, I'm very much looking forward to episode two, having seen episode one. Um, I'll just, I'll say that. I'm not sure how to not spoil things. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Noel, anything you want to uh, hint at or tease? So first episode, I think, is pretty strong and gives us a nice sense of where the world is now. Um, And I think it does a really good job of that. Um, But I will say that we do see a very familiar face in episode two. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Alison is uh, having a little bit of a moment there. I'm checking my pulse. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh. It's Sorry. crazy that Appa's still alive. Like, it's real weird. <laughs> oh, you bastard. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I'm like, I had a visceral reaction. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I'm really excited for everyone to see book four. Uh, I remember it very fondly. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to some of the conversations and uh, that we're going to have, I'm sure. And uh, I will say, we said this yesterday, but Allison, you weren't there. There is a uh, personal grooming choice coming up that I'm very excited for you to see. Um, and that's all I'll say about that. And yeah, there's just some, there's some good stuff coming. And I know I, I have a very strong feeling that the first time viewers in the audience will be very pleased with a few of the choices that happened this season. Uh, Marcus says about the the deaths in book three. I've watched a lot more violent shows recently, and that I was feeling like we would see that the headless corpse. Um, yeah, no, I'm glad that we didn't. Uh, we we haven't mentioned the asphyxiation of the Earth Queen, which I feel like you can't talk about book three and not mention that because so, it was a distinctly more violent season. It was a distinctly more um, uh, intense 
you know, like you, there, there felt like there were stakes that things could happen this season that, you know, the, the show had not done in the first couple. And because, as we've said, we can no longer say it's on Nickelodeon. It's on Nick.com. Oh, wait, no, it's less, it's less comforting. Um, I look forward to everyone's thoughts on what that means for the show in book four. And I will stop there lest I say things that I don't mean to say or spoil things. So, yes. Thank you, Marcus, for joining us today and sharing your thoughts on the season. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll be back tomorrow to talk about The Legend of Korra, book four, Balance. What a, what a like, reassuring book title, right? It's like... It's, it's, yeah, it's super good. reassuring. What could go wrong? What could possibly go wrong? Oh. And we'll find out tomorrow. So thank you, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.